Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. episode 182 of uh, below the belt um it's a saudi money extravaganza today um because saudi money's changed the face of boxing hasn't it flav seems that way which is which is weird um conveniently forgetting all of the um the issues with this and just trying to enjoy boxing and enjoy the fact that boxing is i mean it's not saved wasn't dead but it was sort of twitching and we've sort of brought it back to uh, to life somewhat with um, with this card because it was I don't know if you noticed that kind of the, they they did this really the promotion of this is, was really good because before the names of Eden being announced there was just a bubbling of this twenty third of September date that kept being mentioned mm. and then they released the the card and you're like oh my god mm. and like it is really good right and I'm really excited about it. Mm. Is it as good as people are making out, or is it just we've been starved of, of um, you know, deep cards for so long that we'll take anyone? Mm. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Because you think about, I remember an old Frank Warren show back in the day. I think it was called Judgment Day. All of his pay per views were called Judgment Day. Right. He's probably done about at least six or seven <laughs> that were called Judgment Day or Judgment Night. This one's Day of Reckoning. Yeah, this one's Day of Reckoning, which is a little bit different. It, but it feels like a, a similar kind of theme. And I remember Frank Warren did a pay-per-view, one of the Judgment Day ones. And it was a really packed A-side, but not so packed a B-side. Um, Does this feel this, a little bit like that? A little bit, but yeah. actually the fights are... A li- well, actually, 
the heavyweight fights you'd say those top three and the top of the of the box rec list in there they're probably the most competitive Anthony Joshua Otto Valin Deontay Wilder against Joseph Parker and Daniel Dubois against Jarrell Miller those three you would say are probably they're probably the most competitive and then oh actually um maybe the the Agate Caballero against uh, Mahmoudov that fight looks pretty pretty tasty as well but the rest of them, not so much. You know, Hergovic, Mark, Mark Demori. Do you remember Mark Demori? Uh, he rings a bell. It was either one of of Tyson Fury's comeback fights or some something out, someone out. Was it David Hay? You're, yes. Yeah, well I remember it because of um, Demori was the the guy that um, Belly used as like saying you're fighting nobody's puppets. Fight someone who can mm. actually fight. Mm. So what's he doing on there? What's he been up to then, Demori? He's 12-0 and 0 since losing to David Hay. Oh. Um, he hasn't lost a fight since. Who he's boxed, if he's boxed anyone of any level, I couldn't tell you. But he is 12-0, and 0, and he's managed to get himself a fight with Philip, Philip Hergovic, who is the IBF number one contender. So God knows if Mark Demori wins that, what happens with the IBF, IBF belt or the IBF mandatory position. Looking on, he has a knockout power, Demori. Hmm. Yeah, out of what's his what's his uh, knockout record then? Uh, I think was it. I, what, me. Is it? Uh, f- uh, f- I can't remember, mate. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I think he's got thirty six in forty one box rec. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, he's forty one two and two. So off the face of it, he looks like he's got a really good record. But you know, the reality is he's he's been fighting absolute puddings and hasn't fought anyone that anyone would have heard of mm. probably since the David Hay fight. He's having a quick scroll, yeah, absolutely no one, no one, no one. They're all coming off losing records. Actually, look at it. You know, the fight before last, the guy had lost five of his last six. Before that, the guy had lost his last six. Before that, the guy had lost his last six. So, yeah, he's not fighting anyone that's any good. He's just managed to get himself a, you know, a fight with, um, you know, with Philip Hergovic on this massive card out in Saudi. Um, did you watch the press conference for this event? Uh, I saw, I've seen clips through TikTok and social media. I didn't sit down mm. and watch it, but it was interesting. I, I liked it. There was a lot of interesting stuff going on. And then we'll talk about Hearn and, and uh, Frank Warren, uh, their, their meeting and, and being on the same stage. That was interesting. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, the fallout between Joshua and Jarrell Mirror continues because yep. they, they had. Yeah, so no, it was, there was a lot going on. It was interesting. It was. I actually watched the whole thing. Really? And I, I never, ever watch press conferences. I consume next to no pre-fight build-up i don't watch press conferences i rarely watch weigh-ins gloves or are anything gloves are, gloves are off none of that none of that none of the ifl or you know boxing social or boxing news now <laughs> that um i don't watch any of it just because i just want to watch the boxing i'm not interested in all the talk because you watch it as you know you watch boxing for as long as we have after a while it all gets a bit tired you know they're gonna hug after the fight and you know it's all nonsense yeah so i don't I'm just not interested in any of it, in any of the build-up, really. I just want to watch the fights. I just want the fights to happen, and I want to watch the fights. But I did watch this press conference. And, yeah, it was interesting. Lots of mentions of His Excellency. Um, they mentioned that quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, they're obviously, you know, they're obviously, they know who's who's funding this. And for a long, you know, it's really interesting because, and I was saying this to you earlier on, on the last podcast that I recorded with Paul Zanon, the last 10 minutes or so, I said, I'm really worried about boxing's future. I'm a little bit concerned about it. I think we might have a 2000s, an early 2000s type slump. Um, people aren't working together. There's no new stars being made. I was really concerned about it. 
and then fast forward seven days and suddenly there's this huge card announced with Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua, you know, co-headlining and with the idea of those two fighting afterwards. Um, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Uh, what money can do and how f- refreshing it is to look at the card and see Queensbury fighters on there as well as Matchroom fighters. Um, the egos, while will always exist, have seems to be put aside to some degree because the money's there to make it irrelevant and make a moot point. And, and you know, I saw um, Eddie Hearn saying that the rivalry between Matchroom and Queensbury has been good for boxing because he's, his point was that it's made both of them work super hard in order to get fights on. But there's other than that, other than them working hard to get boxing shows put together. It damages. It's absolutely damaging their rivalry. It, there is nothing positive about that rivalry existing for a fan's perspective. Um, and it's all ego-driven. The fact that they cannot get on to put shows on is cutting off their noses to spite their faces because they cannot. They're, 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 they can, the possibility of generating money is there, mm. but they just weren't willing to do it because they didn't want to work with each other. It's pathetic. It was absolutely it, pathetic. And it was a beef it, that's been handed down about generation by uh, mm. Barry Hearn and so um, it's great and it's, they, it's important that Eddie Hearn and Frank Warren get on and work together like, it was great to see them on there to, just you know smiling at each other because the alternative is that we don't get to see great fights we don't get to see fights that should be easily made made mm. and it isn't just them two it's happen, it happens throughout the world of, of boxing and you know this, whatever you say about Saudi money and sports washing, in terms of it to purely on what it can create in, in a sporting spectacle, especially with boxing, it's a massively positive thing. Is it worth yeah. the fact that the sport is being used to um, change the perception of a country that has human rights issues? Is that a good thing? No, in principle it's not. But in and, and categorically, it's not. Sports washing isn't a positive thing. But the product here is 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 a card that I never thought I would see. And I'm not talking about the names. I'm talking about the, the mix of talent. Yeah. From yeah, no, that's exactly it. And it, I was sat there watching it, you know, as a as a boxing fan and being like, oh, my God, this is, this is great. Like, we're getting these promoters together. Apparently, that was the first time Eddie Hearn and Frank Warren have ever met. Mad. Mad. They have never met before, which... It's unbelievable in some cases, but I guess they're so obsessed with their own business and they wouldn't go to each other's shows. And I imagine there has been a couple of times where, you know, because of purse bids that, that Queensbury fighter has fought a matchroom fighter. But for some reason, they'd never met, but apparently they met backstage and had a quick five-minute chat back then. And then you saw them out, out in front of everyone taking the pictures and stuff and they were standing next to each other and grinning at each other. And it was... Yeah, it was very strange watching it. I was excited as a boxing fan yeah. because I, just, I was like, "Oh my god, we're getting, we've got, we've got matchroom fighters and Queensbury fighters on the same card," and it feels like the possibilities are endless. And then I'd catch myself be like, "Yeah, I know, but what about all that shit that's going on in Saudi?" You had to, I had to catch myself and be like, "Oh, I'm conflicted here because as a boxing fan, boxing really needs this, and I'm really passionate about boxing." Yeah. And then, but I'm also a human being with with a conscience and with you know some some degree of moral fibre, and it you know it made me feel a bit oh a bit conflicted. Um, how do you ra- how do you rationalise it? How do you rationalise? <coughs> <it>? uh, 
I rationalise it by not thinking about it too much. Yeah. Just yep. just gonna enjoy it. Um and I know that's not the best position to be in, but well, I'm not gonna fucking not watch it, am I? Like, what, <laughs> what of course I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. Uh, what? Why? Like, so I've got. I've got to not watch it, and it makes no difference to the situation at all. Mm. It could. It could. It be argued. Could it be argued that the human rights issues in that, that Saudi Arabia as a nation is changing and wants to be included in Western culture much more? Hence, the kind of massive move towards sports that garner worldwide attention. If they didn't want mm-hmm. to be seen by the West, then they wouldn't be doing this. And yep. they know with it, eyes come um, criticism and critique. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I'd imagine there'd be some willingness to adapt if that's what they want to do. If they, Because in, and then in, that, in, in that instance, do they not get the right to become better, a better nation? And, and hopefully there is a, 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 a comeuppance and they... Um, a, a ch- uh, you know, the, the, the people will be checking that that. Pe- oh man, this is so hard to talk about. But th- th- there'll be a process where how people are treated in Saudi Arabia is audited, you know, f- f- from an outside perspective, independently looking. It has human rights issues being addressed, and um, yeah. But th- the thing is, with boxing is as have, have human rights issues been addressed as a result of um, the amount of money being poured into sport and eyes that are now on the nation of Saudi Arabia because yeah yeah I, I, I guess what it is but fundamentally it's I'm gonna watch it yeah because you love boxing and you yeah. really wanted to see Josh we've all wanted to see Joshua Wilder for such a long time and it feels like we're so close to it where you know they've also announced you know Tyson Fury and Alexander Usyk to happen on February the 17th also out in Saudi that's you know that's partly you know uh, I think a big part of this is because Tyson Fury can't fight in America um because yeah. he can't go over there if he goes over there they'll probably nick him and want to question him was it well, he's got outstanding issues is he? no it's because he's got he's attached to Daniel Kinahan and um uh MTK right so because he's with MTK which was Daniel Kinahan's boxing company and Daniel Kinahan is wanted by the FBI and people associated with him are kind of on the no-fly list. They can't; they're kind of like banned from America. So, like Coogan Cassius, that's why you don't see IFL at American shows right, because right. Gotcha. he IFL was sponsored by MTK for a long time. Yeah, they were, and so he's seen as a almost an associate of you know of um, of Daniel Kinahan's in in that sense. But um, yeah, so you know Fury can't fight in America because of that. Um, so. It's probably a part of it. That's why he's fighting in Saudi because with with guys like Fury, the window for stadium fights is quite slim because of the weather we have over here, isn't it? You can't, you know, unless you're doing the Millennium Stadium, which has a roof, which mm. but Cardiff's not the best city to have huge events in in terms of um, hotels and travel and all that. Who wants to go to Cardiff? Like, do fuck. you think? Do you think Saudi Arabia becomes a center of boxing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I've, there was. So do you remember years? Do you remember uh, a few years ago when Top Rank were doing shows in China, and they built the they built the biggest casino in the world because they were trying to take over from Vegas, and it lasted a few years, but then it kind of drifted away. This this feels different because they're not just doing boxing; they're doing Formula One, football, um, WWE. Um, 
they're doing all sorts of different things it feels slightly different to that um and they've obviously got this connection with frank quarren and tyson fury and all of that and it feels like yeah this feels like a more long-term partnership it's mm. it's been bubbling for a little while um but i think yeah i think what's you know again we've spoken about the moral bit already but what's exciting about it is now that because we've got Eddie Hearn and, and Frank Warren standing next to each other and top Bob Aaron wasn't there, but he was represented there and all these, you know, what, even though Frank Warren's the lead promoter, there was, t- there's 12 promoters represented on this show. And it feels like Flav, the possibilities are endless. All the dream fights we talk about could actually happen. Yeah. Because and, money's uh, there. The money's there. I mean, you look yeah, at that. Hey, have you ever used cheapo air for years? And I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Go on. No, that's it. No, you're right. Go on, you carry you on, look sorry. at the um, you look at you know the fact that Ben and and it's not falling apart. It'll get made, but the Ben and Eubank is stalling because Ben wants more money, right? Or what wants mm. isn't happy with what his purse is. Yeah, Saudi Arabia that disappears because there is an endless. If there's an appetite for the fight, then there's an endless pot of money. So mm. anything could happen. Mm. Um, and you know, like the issues of uh, was it Fury and Wilder did. The, the issue of the fifty million pound, what was it when they, it was they Joshua and Wilder? Joshua, my bad. That's a prove that they had the fifty million pound basically. And yeah, it was this, sort of, and that's the reason why Joshua and Wilder didn't happen. Mm. In this instance, there's nothing stopping them. They, mm. if the Saudis want to see that fight happen in their country, they can make it happen. And when money isn't, it's not about these these shows turning a profit. It's about the attention it's given in the country. That's their currency here. That's their value. That's what they see more value. They have all the money. They don't need more money. They don't need these shows to be profitable. They need as many eyes on them as possible. And they're willing to pay for that. And as a boxing fan, we benefit massively because, like you say, you get the fights that um, you want to see. And um, I definitely want, in terms of the heavyweight division, I think I'd be most excited about Wilder Joshua than, no. than, than any other. I, I would Right now, I'd rather watch... I think I'd rather watch Joshua Wilder than I would... Furiosic, and and f- thankfully, due to this change in what's happening there in Saudi, mm. it, we're going to see both of those things happen. Mm. Yeah, you said that to me earlier on. Actually, that you're you're almost not in not 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 interested, but I'm so drained by Tyson Fury. Right, that, that right. The thought of a build up and watching more shit, and even the. The, the press conference yesterday with uh, Usyk when they had the face to face and there's a lot of bad blood. I don't really don't give a shit anymore. I I'm like, mm. I can't hear Tyson. I can't watch another build up to another Tyson Fury fight, and and be entertained by it because you've heard everything he said and the nonsense that comes out of his mouth. 
if you keep it comes to a point where you just don't want to hear it anymore and I like I said before I consider still consider despite the Nganu debacle if he's fit and he's trained he's the best heavyweight in the world I'm not taking anything away from him in that respect but as a promoter as well, of his own fights I guess he's great but it's the same shtick that he's used for 10, 10 years or so and I'm bored of it because yeah. you don't know what's, what comes out of his mouth is truth yeah no I, I get that completely and you know, I'm conscious that I do a boxing podcast and you try to have a I try to have a kind of a balanced opinion I ha- I have self-awareness and I'm, I'm aware I try to try to rein myself in and be like no you're not being neutral there yeah, yeah. and i try to do that but i am desperate for alexander usik to win you are, you are i am de- i am so sick of that whole fucking family i'm absolutely sick of tyson fury he's a good boxer you know he's, he's a convicted drug cheat and whatever and but he's an incredibly good boxer particularly for a man of his size but not only am I sick of him and his lies, I'm sick of his dad being everywhere yes. and trying to push himself to the front of anywhere where there's a microphone or a camera. And I'm sick of his talentless brother being everywhere, Tommy Fury as well. That guy somehow fair played to him. He's made his money. Fair played to him. I'm, I would never. I'm never going to stop. I'm never going to dig out someone making a pound note. Fair play to him, right? Mm. But he's got no fucking talent. He's got no charisma about him at all. And yet you just see the cunt everywhere. And I'm just bored of that whole fucking family. And there's so many good boxers. But it it gets it gets drowned out by that that lot. I'm just bored of seeing all of them. Not just Tyson and the lying. The whole thing that comes with it. Yeah. And so and I think once Tyson Fury loses, the whole thing falls apart. As soon as Tyson Fury <laughs> retires, the whole thing falls apart. Because Tommy Fury's got no talent. He loses at British title level, yeah. and John's a John's a not very good boxer that you know that retired a million years ago. He wasn't very good when he boxed, and he's well, now he's just a mouthpiece. So I've just bored of them all. So I'd love Usyk to win, and Usyk, fucking hell, man! Like the guys, every, he's boxed everyone there was to, there is to box. Like he's gone. He was at Cruiser. Cruiser was a murderer's row division when yeah. he was in it. Yeah, it was. There, he, he cleans out, wins the tournament as a tough fight of Breedis, gets through that, away from home. Every fight's in the other person's country, wins them all. Breedis' fight was close, but, you know, he, he got he got the decision. And I imagine if they'd have boxed again, he'd have won more handily. You know, he does that. Then he goes to heavyweight, come, goes straight in with Chisora, decent level contender, wins that fight. You know, people were too generous to Chisora yeah. about how he lost the fight. And then he goes and boxes Anthony Joshua twice. In, once in England and the other one was in Saudi, wasn't it? He's done that and his country's at war. Yeah. What yeah. else can you say about the guy? Do you know what I mean? No, no. And and, and I think his reputation is, has been hit somewhat by... Because it was faultless before, right? Everyone loved yep. him. Somewhat yep. by the Dubois, Dubois um, fight. Yeah. Um, milking the low blow. It wasn't a low blow. And... Um, uh, but but regardless of that, he's definitely the the one that most people want to win, unless you're a big Tyson Fury fanboy. Um, and uh, but but the the fact is, is I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it. I'll watch it, but I'm not gonna partake and watch any of the sort of the build up unless something mental happens, and I have to watch it. But yeah, it's not. I'm not. Yeah, just not really not 
just done really, really done with Tyson Fury. That's been my attitude to all boxing for about three, four years. I don't, I just don't watch the build up. I'm not interested. Not interested in people pretending to hate each other. I'm just not interested in it. I want to watch did the you, fights. I love boxing, but I'm not interested in the crap. Did you see the standoff between Fury and oh, sorry, uh, Joshua and Wallin? Yeah, that was now quite spicy because now that's a fascinating character, isn't it, Anthony Joshua? I, I mean, he scares me. Uh, if I, I, uh, if he was my mate, or if I knew him, I would give him a wide berth. I really would. Because mm. I, I, mm-hmm. when he, when he's, when he's making jokes, you're like, "What is that? That's not a joke," and it's like barely funny, and he's like he's cracking up, mm. which is fine, right? All right, we just have different things we find funny. But whenever he's being positive, it does feel like it's all like a the mask. You know, we talked about him having a mask for a long, long time. Yeah. Which I don't have any issue with. Marketing is marketing. And if it can generate millions of pounds by him creating a character and working behind it, no issue with that at all. I don't know why people yeah. do. You don't have to be genuine all the time and no one is, right? So I have no issue with that. But if the mask is there and it slips, as it has done many times in the last four or five years for his career... You see what he is actually like, and and Dillian White called it a while back, didn't he? In the sense that he's a weird guy. He says essentially, he's what he is isn't what you see, and you know, essentially, he said he's from the road, and that's that's the reality of Anthony Joshua, and and you see in the few times when he's been wound up, that I think it was against Dominic Brazil, he didn't like the way he was looking at him, and he switched on him, and Otto Wallin has said something about. Said some really, I mean, it's true what he's been saying in terms of um, that his best days are past, and 2018 yep. was where Joshua peaked. I mm. agreed with him, but Wally might be using that as a way to get under his skin, which I'm sure has worked. Mm. But uh, he's not incorrect. But yeah, so his reaction to that and the standoff between them was um, was very uh, was frosty. Yeah. This is another thing about not saying, the, not believing what people say. He said to Wallen, you're going to get fucked up and you just don't believe it when he says it anymore. Do you? No, no. I don't. And it, you're right. He is, I find him such a fascinating character, Anthony Joshua, because you don't know what the real person is. And what Valin said was, no, he's not just going to, What does? I'm not sure what Joshua expected. Was he just supposed to sit there and tell him how great he was? But I think Joshua gets that a lot in his life, which people tell him how fucking wonderful he is. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if he expected that from Valin to be this really polite. He said, you know, he, he was. I actually thought he was okay when he was asked about Joshua. He said, I respect him. He's a good fighter. You know, like, I didn't say anything personal about him. He just said, I think he's, he's past his prime um, and I'm coming to win. He's supposed to come to win. This is prize fighting. He's supposed to come to win and he's supposed to think he can beat him. But yeah, that seemed to seem to bother Joshua. But I think maybe it was Jarrell Miller that had perhaps lit the spark yeah. within yeah. within Joshua, and he he looked from that moment onwards. He looked like he had murderous intent in his eyes. He, he hates looked, him, doesn't he? He Absolutely yeah. fucking hates him. Well, do you think he sees it as like a butterfly effect type thing in terms of if I fight you, the Andrew Ruiz defeat doesn't happen, and how his career has gone and no. then by extension his, I just he don't hate him like that he just he hates doesn't him. blame him no right. no I don't think so um, I don't, well I don't know maybe he does um, but um, my assumption would be not I think he just thinks he's a cock and he is a cock he's an absolute bellend yeah so um, and and the, re- the, sh- the thing about this is that if Anthony Joshua is ever in a situation where he has to fight Miller 
you know his career's over. Mm, yeah. The, the only way he'd do it if it was talked up to be some massive money fight, which he doesn't need because there's so much money in Saudi Arabia now that he can benefit from and has benefited from, that he never needs to fight um, Miller. And no amount of promo or bad blood or explosive um, you know, press conferences or whatever it might be, would, should the world want to see a pay-per-view that involves fucking Miller and uh, Joshua at the top of it. But, um, yeah, he doesn't like him at all. Do you know... I'm actually surprised that Miller got on that card, to be honest. I'm actually surprised. Yeah. I mean, it's for the entertainment, right? It's just for the... Yeah. But I suppose you could argue that he failed the test, but he's done his time. And Uh, he's done his time to let him crack on. But I'm surprised they let him on the card because, A, he's a convicted drug cheat. Yeah, hang on, you're, also, you're not asking scruples from a Saudi Arabian promotion, are you? I'm talking about the... No, not the... I'm, talking, I'm not talking about Saudis. I'm talking about these boxing promoters. You know, why Why him? I suppose they just think he'll sell the His fight. Name, I'm about, there's, yeah, yeah there's, there's a relationship with Joshua. They know he talks a lot. It would be mm. good for promotion. That would be why. That's his value. It's not certainly not as a boxer. The Bois probably no. does need a a bit of a can to to um to beat given the fact that uh, you know he's lost two pretty bad defeats the last two I know he came out with a lot of credit against Usyk but yeah he quit and uh mm-hmm. it's the second time that's happened so he needs to um he needs some he needs a good conclusive win against mm-hmm. someone with a name and I think in terms of matchmaking it's not horrendous good work I think for Dubois especially but if you really want in terms of boxing You'd rather sw- like the Bar and Hergovic would have been a better fight. Make the Moore uh, and Miller fight each other <laughs> right at about half past four in the afternoon. <laughs> just having a just a little look at um, uh, Jarrell Miller's record. He beat um, Lucas Brown back in March, and but the other the, the other wins that I can recognise all before his failed drugs test. So I couldn't tell you how you couldn't tell. You, you can tell you um, how good he actually is. And he was actually out of the ring for four years after that failed drugs test. Mm. Um, he had a four-year ban, so which I think is right. And, uh, you know, I suppose what, he's... What like did a, he get popped for? Wait. Steroids? Oh, fucking everything. Oh, really? Everything. <laughs> is that why yeah. so long? He failed, like, four tests. Like, steroids was one of them. And then, yeah, everything, diuretics, whatever. Like, I'd have to look it up. But, yeah, fuck it. He failed loads of tests. Loads. Um, so that's you, why and and you think he's clean now? Probably not. Probably not. Um, but who knows? Who knows? He looks the same physically, um, but and he hasn't boxed anyone since to, to where you can measure it. It's like... No, it's, it's true. That's true. It's like, though, he's, he's taking a human growth hormone, HGH, mm. and then an EPO, or EPO, EPO. EPO. It's what the cyclists use. It makes the... Protein. Gives you more stamina. <clears throat> The stamina thing you can, but the growth hormone. Like, look at him. He looks exactly just a big lump. He's like a round ball. It's not like he's um, he's made most use of those drugs. Um, in terms of the, in terms of the most close fights, like you said, the the, the heavyweight fights are probably the closest. But what is the? It's it's the biggest banana skin here is Joshua Wallin, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think. Do you know? And genuinely, what I believe. I mm. think Wallen's going to win. Really? Yeah, I do. 
Mm. I think I think he's going to win. I think he's going to stop him. Fuck. That's my... And yeah. I don't want that to happen because I, dr- I really, really want to see Wilder and Joshua. I couldn't give a shit about watching Wilder and Wallin, right? I yeah. do want to... I want the A-sides to win here. But I can just see an upset. I can see it. It is... It is... And we, we were talking, weren't we, in, in the group the other day, and I, I think I said, that's a strange pick. That That is a strange pick, picking Valiant to put in with Joshua. You know, Wilder and Parker... Parker's okay. Parker's a good fighter, but He's got well, you just you just in terms of styles, I'd expect Wild Wilder to wipe him out. Like I'd expect Within, him to get rid of yeah, three rounds. Yeah, exactly. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Like, the first time he lands a shot on him, because he's had a long career, Parker. He's got stopped by Joe Choice. Got a bit of a beating in that fight, if I'm honest. Um... I'd be putting in Parker with Dubois. I think that's up a closer level, to be honest. Um, but, you know, looking at it, I just think... I, th- I think Wilder's going to get rid of Parker, in you know, by halfway. But, yeah, Valin, he's active. He beat um, Murat Gassiev, who, who got to the final of the Cruiserweight su- Super 6. He's not done much at heavyweight, or he hasn't, he hasn't boxed, boxed a lot at heavyweight, to be to be honest. But, yeah, Valin's a southpaw, and he's six foot five, and he's... He's a live body, like he's coming to win. He's not, you know, like I said earlier, he's not, he's not there to to make up the numbers. He wants to win the fight because he thinks he can get himself a world title fight. And he's a six foot five southpaw. And Anthony Joshua is not the fighter he was, either physically or um, mentally. And he's only been beat by Fury, and that was like, it, that was a close fight. Like well, Fury, Fury, Fury was, was cut badly, cut, cut to ribbons. Yeah, Fury basically had to knock him out. Um, wasn't that the, the the there was a controversy, wasn't there? The raid, the TV told Ben yes. Davison that he the cut was a punch. Yeah, so there was there's obviously audio in the corner, and you could hear the audio, and they were saying, you know, it's 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 a head, they thought it was a headbutt, and that therefore it would have gone to the cards, and therefore Fury, they'd expected Fury to win on the cards. I'm paraphrasing, but that was what what was going on in the corner, and ESPN comms commentators heard that and felt the need as that you know he was their fighter wasn't he um they felt the need to run round have a they had a reporter run round and tell him that tell the corner that no that was a punch that's if he if you pull him out or he gets pulled out if you don't treat it properly he's going to uh, he's going to lose by tko and lose his championship Mm. um yeah (sighs) so that they were yeah they were really involved they shouldn't have been involved that was really bad to Mm. be honest um, they should not have been that involved in in the in the running of the boxing match. So you're supposed to you're supposed to um, broadcast the thing, not be a part of it. And they made themselves a part of it. It was really dodgy. And actually, and I do strongly believe that Fury. I think he gets away with murders. To be honest, I think referees are really kind to him. I think he gets away with a lot of leaning, a lot of holding. He used you know, the cuff of his gloves a lot as well. Yeah, he used the elbow on on, on Francis Ngannou the other day, and it wasn't spotted. Um, I think he gets away with a lot, perhaps because he's a big draw or there's an intimidation factor with him. Um, but I think he gets away with loads. Um, Can I ask you a question I've been thinking about? Um, just mm. back on the uh, 
um, the, the 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 Nganu fight. Yeah, because originally they were supposed to fight on the twenty third. Fury, is that right? It was originally mooted to be the twenty third of December. Usyk, Usyk, and Fury. Yeah, and yes. and then and then afterwards it was like, well, that's never going to happen. Was that yes. because Fury was so shit? They were like, you know, he needs way more time. Or what was yeah. the reason where it's suddenly completely not plausible for him to fight then? So, yeah, they didn't... I think I think they fought because you see in the first round, Fury comes out really aggressive in the first round. And I think he tries to get Ngannou out of there quick. And then I think maybe he felt a shot or maybe realised that Ngannou wasn't going to fall over and he kind of backed off. Mm. Um... I think they thought they were going to get Ngannou out of there within three rounds and then they could just move on and it wouldn't have taken much out of him. He ends up having a 10-round fight, a tough fight, a close fight. He's marked up. He had a cut on his forehead and they thought, now we need a bit more time for a couple of reasons. A, for him to have a better camp and B, for people to forget what they've just seen. So that's the reason. that would be the reason. Not They, they couldn't just go into it because they think it would. they needed more time to promote it and Tyson Fury, if they would have fought, December probably wouldn't have had a chance or something like that. Yeah, possibly. I, I think, but, uh, I, he, I suppose they perhaps looked at so it as well. What did not train? Did he, was it, what was it then? What was the reason why he was so shit? I mean, I know we talked about this. We did a pod mm. afterwards, didn't we? Mm. So, but I did, I just, it seemed mad to me that it was like, oh, it's like, it was like Warren looked at him and gone, oh my God, no, he's really bad. Like, wouldn't they know that already? I don't think... Is that that saying about the, letting the genie out the bottle? You can put it back in, right? I don't think you can box. Come forward, you know, Chazoras and Dylans and you know people like that, and box at a level below what you're at, and then go into a fight like Ngannou and think and box at, at that level. He's boxing people that are well below his level, and I don't think you can go from boxing beneath yourself and suddenly raise your game. I don't think you can do that. I, I don't think it's possible. And I'm, I'm quite convinced that Usyk's going to beat him now. I think he's going to probably beat him quite handily. Um, because Usyk has been fighting at elite level. He's been fighting at top level against people that are bigger than him, people that are stronger than him. He has to he has to be at his best. And Fury hasn't had to be at his best. And he doesn't live the life outside of the ring. And I just don't think he's the fighter he was, Fury. I just don't think he is. I think you could, you've seen it. He doesn't use his legs as much. He doesn't go southpaw as much. He's much more aggressive than what he used to be. Um, because he has to be. Because he can't. He doesn't have the movement on the legs anymore to to box in that southpaw defensive kind of style. Mm. So he uses his size and uses his strength, and he gets away with murders from referees. And and I think he's got by because I, I think the truth is he's just not that fighter anymore, and his level has dropped. You know, against Francis Ngannou, even the, even if he hadn't prepared. After that first round, he should have got him out of there because he's the world champion and Francis Ngannou's an obvious. He should have like carried any pop. It looked like weak. No, I don't think you can. That's what I'm saying. I think he's. I think he's let his levels dropped, and he's thinking he can just pick it back up again, and he can't because you can't. You can't just go. Oh, I'm going to be good again now. That's not. That's not how elite sport works. You don't just go. Okay, I'm going to box really good now. No. No, I think I just don't think he's that fighter anymore. I'm I don't looking, think he's good enough. Looking forward to seeing Opate back in the ring again. Oh, I love him. I love him. He's so spiteful. Good he's nasty. He's got that horrible chip on his shoulder. He's a right nasty, spiteful guy. What, in he? real life yeah. or just in the ring? He just carries that energy of someone that's got a chip on his shoulder, but not in a prickish kind of way. Just of yeah. Just, just of I'm going to prove 
uh, yeah, I'm not from America. I'm not from Britain. I might not have the, I might not be a star, but I'm a fucking good fighter and I'll smash anyone up. I think he's got that bit of nastiness about him, but I don't think he's a prick. I just think he's a bit, he's there. He's just got a bit of a chip on his shoulder and he, he wants to prove himself every time he gets, you could see that at the press conference actually. And he's fighting the guy in Ellis Zorro who's, you know, he's, he's done okay, I've but he's not ready. Him. He's not ready. I've never heard of he's, him before. He's not ready for this level. He shouldn't be at this level. Is he, I was happy for Lyndon Arthur, though. It's crazy because I literally it feels like yesterday. I was in on I was in I watched the Lyndon Arthur fight on a Friday night on Channel Five. Yeah. Really I good fight in well. the group. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and I'm like, that is incredible. He's gone from that to two mm. fights later, Bivol in Saudi, earning good money. I hope. Um, yeah, fair play to him. Like, yeah, he's he's. He does, I mean, he's going to get battered, but he, 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 you know, fair, fair fucks. Like this is what it's all about, isn't it? Just has to catch him once, rocks him. Who knows? Beats Bivol. Mm, that was it. It was Brian Suarez. It was on in Bolton at the Bolton Whites Hotel. Yeah, it felt. And like... he stopped him to the body. I think. I think he stopped him to the body. I remember watching on Channel Five, and that guy's that guy was sticking it on him. Yeah, he actually yeah. dropped him. He dropped after him round four. That's that right. was a really good fight. But uh, yeah, you never know. Boxing, you never know. But I think Bivol's going to batter him. I yeah, he will. He will. But but and he, you know, obviously. Um, yeah. Hang on. Yeah. Didn't Bivol Bivol beat Canelo literally three fights ago? Like Lyndon Arthur, <laughs> yeah. zero chance, no mm. chance. But it doesn't matter. Well, look, he it's boxing. It can anything can happen. Mm. Um, but. Yeah, no. I mean, there's there's levels. It's like you know, there's no chance. But he's got you got to give these opportunities. What what's the point? He's re he's reached the top of what he possibly could have achieved right mm. now because mm. obviously he's he's going to get beaten. But um, yeah, like like you're saying, like from 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 us, our experiences with Lyndon Arthur recently have been watching him on Channel Five in Bolton, and like it felt like I was watching something happen in Bolton. Like the production levels, the place, just. Just look like old traditional bo British boxing, mm. and now he's in a fight that would could or would have done typically headliner show. The fact that mm. Bivol is fourth going into the in, he is fourth, isn't it? Fourth, yeah, yeah. fight. The fact that yeah. that's fourth on this card is insane. I don't yeah. think Bivol has ever fought fourth since in the yeah. last sort of maybe 10, 11 fights. I doubt those top five fights on that list. On the box track list, we're going by the box track list. Joshua Valin, Wilder Parker, Daniel Dubois Miller, Bivol, Arthur, and even Jai Opataya against Ellis Zorro. Those five could all head, all headline a card. Yeah, all five of them. They might not be. They're not all going to be stadium fights. Not even all going to be O2 fights. But they're all going to be decent shows. If you if you put on Sky Sports or TNT, it's like oh Bivol Arthur. I watch that. That'd be good. I watched that tonight. They're, they're all five of them. You'd say the other three, maybe not so much. But those top five could all headline a card in the UK. Um, or, or yeah, even yeah, in yeah, America. 100%, 100%, 100%. Even in America, actually. 100%. Um, now, what did you think of Wilder at the presser? Like I said, I didn't see huge amounts of it. But the clips I've seen, he seems quite reserved. and Yeah. The opposite of what he has been before. Hmm. Maybe it's because the pressure to promote and ticket sales and pay-per-views are less important now that he doesn't have to be that person mm. you know it was nice to see him and AJ shake hands because you know that there's been a lot of back and forth and trying to get fights made 
Mm. But when you're having a fight in the UK or in the States, pay-per-views buys are crucial, right? They're, they're, a, a, a fighter is ma- made, his career is made by how well he can sell tickets. Um, and, the, and the opportunities afforded to him are, and that happens in England as well, is how well can you sell tickets, i.e. Mm. on the gate or via pay-per-view. So it may be that there's a lot of pressure off it. That 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 is the guarantees are not about, uh, you know, pay per views. I don't uh, necessarily. Yeah, yeah. The money's yeah. there already. Yeah. Um, you think that that, that there is going to be a pay per view card? Obviously, um, not because the the promoters are going to want to make money. It's yeah, for course. them to make make but, a few more quid. And you can't really argue this being a pay per view card, can you? Fuck, fuck no. But 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 but. Because I've I've paid for fucking stupid fights. That some of the gonna, muck, yeah. some of the muck we've paid for over the, the amount, years, mate. The amount of times I'm sort of sitting there and I'm like, I don't want to pay for this, <laughs> but, but I've had four God. beers and I'm on the sofa and I, I've, there's nothing else for me to watch and I know the fight's happening. Fuck it, last minute, twenty five yeah. quid down the pan. Um, it, yeah, it's it. What it, who's what platform is it on? The Zone. I- so it doesn't actually say. So DAZN were kind of plugging it, weren't they? But TNT were plugging it. It's interesting. So because it's all after the TV Queen, Frank gets Warren in the way. and Queensbury. Frank Warren and Queensbury are the lead promoters. So I would suspect that he's going to be on TNT Sports. What, what, why do you say that? Because Frank Warren's the lead promoter. It's his show. He How, is the promoter. Uh, he's the pro. Okay, this is the best way I can describe it. Yeah. Frank Warren is the promoter of the show. And Eddie Hearn and the rest of them are promoters of their fighters, their respective fighters. And how, Therefore, how have they arrived at that place, do you think? Because Frank Warren is Tyson Fury's promoter. Um, yeah. The UK seems to be... Well, they're doing the press conferences in the UK, which says a lot as well, which shows that this is pretty much a UK promoter-backed thing. So... And I suppose the time, the time... You know the times yeah, are different, yeah, yeah, yeah. similar, aren't they? Uh, in terms of what times the fights will be on, they'll be on similar British and, and Saudis, pretty similar. So, I think it's Frank Warren's relationship with um, Tyson Fury and, by extension, Daniel Kinahan uh, and MTK. That relationship, because they've got they've got a strong relationship out there in the Middle East as well. Kinahan, and uh, right. I'm not sure that's where he is now, but that's where that that's where. Um, yeah, so it comes from that. It comes from those relationships, basically. But 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 why? So so it's it's actually out of the two, it would have been Eddie Hearn about to be take humble pie to some degree. Well, at the press conference, the Dev is it Dev Sani his name? He yeah, he was the guy hosting the press conference. He was sat right. there in the middle. All right, Frank understand. Warren was went. They went to Frank Warren first to talk about it, and Eddie Hearn was about third or fourth. Like right, he wasn't. So that is that's yeah. the evidence, isn't it? It is. It is. Frank Warren is the daddy. Like he is. That's why when I said in the group, Frank Warren is the daddy, and Eddie's just he's there promoting Anthony Joshua. That's his job. He's there to promote Anthony Joshua. I think Philip Hergovich is his fighter as well. Jai Apatai is his fighter. There might be one or two others that are missing out, but those three are his fighters. He's there to promote his fighters, and by extension, the show. Whereas Frank Warren is the show's. He's 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 promoting the show because it's in essence his show. Yeah, fair enough. Is Bivol so Bivol? Who does it? Bivol? Who Bivol is actually uh, w- yeah. Thanks. That's uh, he's a matchroom fighter as well. He's a matchroom fighter. So yeah. um, and Lynn. So uh, Sophie's matchroom. Okay, so it wasn't like a purse bid there. Then it was matchroom. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah so that they've managed to get these guys together the matrim guys george warren frank's son and eddie have managed to get together and sort this stuff out like if they were have to do any business apparently it's george warren that does the business between matrim and queensbury because frank and eddie just until now <laughs> um haven't got along but now they apparently do and you might see see more of this happening um and that's why I say it's endless. The possibilities are endless. Because now, before, I'd say, oh, you know, think about <laughs> Anthony Yard against Joshua Boazzi. Yeah. What is... Before, I'd be like, oh, that'll never happen because he's with Matram. He's not even... Well, Boazzi's with, with Boxer now. Um, but you think Boxer might... They what might is... be able to dip their toe in at some point. Yeah, they're not there. They haven't been invited. They haven't got any fighters in this instance. But perhaps there's actually zero relationship between Shalom and... Um... <gasps> And um and and, the, and Saudis at this stage, but yeah. it, only a matter of time because, like I say, Anthony Yard versus Boazzi would be a a great fight. Love to mm. see it. Love to see Boazzi actually fucking finally get put in something that's remotely interesting. Mm. Such a waste. I don't know why that's happened. I, I, I and I'm sure there are many reasons. Mm. But it just I wonder so with odd. um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, there was I heard some rumours about Sky maybe binning off Boxer. Um, really? Yeah. I actually I went to this Muhammad Ali thing the other night, and Ben Shalom was there. I didn't get to say hello to him or anything. I would have done. I just didn't, didn't get the chance to. Um, but uh, yeah, I did hear a rumor about Sky and what, maybe bidding off boxing. What would be the mo- why boxing as a whole? Yeah, bidding it off. Oh, yeah. Well, Adam Smith's not there anymore. Adam Smith's left. Where's he's he not gone? been well. Well, he's not been well. Um, I think he had cancer, but he's cancer-free now. Um, I might have got that wrong, but I, I saw an Instagram post that um, he, he's not been well, and he, now he's fine, but he's left Sky. He's left Sky Sports now. And he's he was their head of boxing, but there was a murmurs going around that, that Sky that box, Sky might leave boxing altogether. Um, there's a lot of competition, isn't there? BT there's a lot of competition. Got they've, got, they've got no pay-per-view fighters. That's the thing with boxer. They've got loads of B-class fighters. But they've got no pay-per-view fighters. And I imagine for the TV companies, pay-per-view is what they want out of it. Yeah. You know, otherwise, what are they making? They're not making anything, really. People yeah. buy Sky Sports for Premier League football. Let's yeah. have it right. They're going to buy it anyway. They're not getting more subscriptions for boxing. Nah, they don't. No, they that's don't. a good point. What are they going to yeah, do? Yeah. And how much money are they putting into boxer? You'd think quite a bit. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. I remember you see the, the, the leaked phone call between Ben Shalom and uh, it's leaked by Billy Joe Saunders. Um, ah. Billy Joe being the person he is classy decided guy. to yeah classy guy decided to leak a conversation that he'd had he had with Ben Shalom about um, Shalom saying that Sky had fucked him basically oh wow and this was a while back this got about a year ago now yeah and obviously he tried to get Billy Joe Saunders to fight for bo- fight on box of cards um, Billy Joe Saunders was asking for X amount of money I can't remember it was about 100 grand to do do something like a down payment I can't remember exactly it's out there so you, anyone can li- go and listen to it and um, he said I can't do this because Sky have fucked him and by, he didn't specify what that meant but it sounded like he you know he maybe that they, they hadn't given him the money that they'd pro- promised or the plan right. that they'd made in order to launch Boxer as a legitimate company mm. um, perhaps that wasn't what Sky had agreed to and, and, the, and the funding involved there and do you remember that they, they there was talk that there was some surprise that Boxer had even got the Sky partnership, and that when they did, there was a lot of scrambling around trying to figure out how they were going to do it. Yeah, that was the, the yeah, rumours yeah, yeah. that you were hearing. 
yeah you do hear that there's not there is i think there is one experienced head there i've been told there's one there is someone there that works with ben shalom that's actually been doing it for a long time but if there's if the majority of the people aren't experienced people and know what they're doing that one person could get swallowed up and it ends up they've done a good job i like it i would be ashamed if they do that yeah like like, when we got uh, adam azim fighting yeah yeah is is it this weekend I think so. European title, isn't it? Yeah, and like, there's some good for for a boxing fan. There's some good stuff on there. Yeah, and what boxing does need right now, other than you know promoters working together, is new British kind of prospects for people for us to watch. And uh, you're right, it is this weekend. It's tomorrow. He's fighting Frank Pettinger in yeah. Wolver- in Wolves at the Civic Hall for the European title. Um, so. You know, yeah, it's you, we, what we need is new domestic fighters for new stars. In essence, we need new stars, not because what the thing is about this this Saudi show is, yeah, it's good that the promoters working together, but these are all established people, and what we need is new stars. We need new young fighters that we can follow on their journey. You know, from you know your call to you know yeah. Tottenham Hotspur or the O2 or whatever. Yeah, you know? I think I, I, I'm trying to think whether it would be a good thing or a bad thing if Sky gave boxing up. It, it, my instant reaction would be it's bad. There's less boxing on TV. Yeah. But in terms of the health of the sport, there's one less cog in the machine. Mm. And um, if, if there isn't a promoter there with their own agendas, and yeah. these fighters can be swept up by Queensbury and uh, Matram, if they want to, you don't have no no choice, will they? Unless they go to America or, or Vassaman. But anyway, the, my point I'm making is. Would it be better if there were less cooks in the kitchen, if ben, ben Shalom wasn't around? Yeah. Uh, and now well, there's a the relationship between her and and Eddie. Yeah. I don't know. I want to see boxing. Yeah, no. I, I, I want to see more boxing. So I guess it's a bad thing. Yeah, you and it's good to be on Sky. Sky, it's, like it or not, Sky is the biggest platform. It is, isn't it? it I, is I mean, ideally, Eddie would go back to Sky. That would be great. Yeah, all these fights would be on Sky. On wouldn't Sky happen though, would it? No, I think it's too, it's too in deep with the zone. Don't know how long their contract is. Yeah, that, that they're they're throwing silly money. Eh? I think even PBC might land at the zone because they they they've left Showtime now, so they're either going to land at Amazon or the zone. You'd think. Um, and the, the, a guy with connections like Al Heyman in the entertainment business, he's gonna he's gonna land somewhere. Is, so he's probably gonna is land there boxing on Amazon then? Uh, no, they've never done it before. They but they they do um, they've done they do tennis, they do football, they do live sport. They do, they yeah. They did football, but they didn't do football. Do you know what I mean? It was a weird one. It was like oh, suddenly there's the fixture at Christmas or something, and all yeah. the games are on Amazon. You're like, well, where's this come from? And then it, it's not for six months. And then there's another round. It's like they didn't really didn't feel like they did football. Just sort of dipped their toe in it. Yeah. yeah, and I, I always think football's box. Sorry, boxing is at its best when it is in this country, when it is alongside Premier League football, when it is on the same platform as Premier League football. And I think that's how PBC's done well over there because it's been on Fox yeah. and uh, CBS, which has the basketball and NFL and all that sort of thing. So they're able to, you know, boxing being a, the niche sport it is. They're able to piggyback off of these more mainstream sports, and I think boxing has always done that, and should always and always will need to, just because of the nature of the sport is. Agreed, agreed. And on that note, um, I've got to go and pick up my kids. That's fine. All right, have mate. a nice evening. have a nice day. Thank you so much. Cheers, ma'am. All right, take care. Bye bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.